Welcome to Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Welcome to episode 44 of Nightlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games franchise through news stories, book analysis, fan fictions, related music, product reviews, as well as other fun segments. My name is Matt. I'm Mariah. And I'm Kira. By the way, I can hear you say, can I go second? Oh, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was asking you, am I going second? You, could have, you should have just pointed at yourself and went, two. Well, I didn't. All right. All right. Anyway, so. So, um. We got a couple of news stories today, as well as a brand new segment that's going to be debuted on the episode. And just to make it even more jam-packed, we'll be discussing Chapter 18 of Catching Fire Rush to get somewhere in the book. And um, even squeeze in some interesting ideas from emails. From you listeners. From listeners. So, we're going to start with Pan and Post. All right. Where we update you on the most major Hunger Games news stories in the franchise. So our first news story, Jennifer Lawrence won Best Actress for her performance as Katniss Everdeen in The Hunger Games at the Jameson Empire Awards. Um, and Sam Claflin also attended, and in an interview he revealed he had seen the Catching Fire trailer, um, and he kind of leaked the information accidentally, which is kind of funny. So he said, quote, I have not seen the movie. I've seen a trailer, may- maybe, maybe, ha ha ha, um, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but yeah, I'm very, very proud of this. It's one of, it's one of the things I'm really excited to share with the world. It's a fantastic feat. I think Francis Lawrence is truly a wonderful director, so I have in touch on this franchise. So to have his touch on this franchise is a great is a great thing. He like stumbles when he says that. Do we know that's when the trailer's me. coming out? So yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Um around the corner. Are we gonna pull like a whole thing in school again where we watch it and cry our eyes out? Well, I mean time? I last time we knew when it was gonna come out, um I don't know if they'll do that last this time. Um at least in America, it was um, released on the Good Morning America show, I want to say. Yeah. Um, pretty sure that was it. It could be another show that I'm not thinking hmm. of. But, um, so, we don't know whether he's referring to a teaser trailer or a full-length trailer. It could be either one. Because um, we are it, we are months and months away from the movie coming out. Um, so, I mean, I'm guessing that the teaser trailer will be released at the MTV Movie Awards. Just like how the, H- the Hunger Games trailer was released with the MTV Video Music Awards. August before the movie came out. So I'm guessing they'll have the same, they have the same connection with MTV and they'll Mm. um, use that connection again. Um, But since studios tend to time movie releases with other big film openings that appeal to the same target audience, um, they'll probably release a Harms trailer or Catching Fire trailer with whatever's, whatever's either dystopian or like a young adult movie. Um, I was thinking it was going to be the host, that it was just going to be, like, released today, because um, mm. the host comes out today, but haven't heard anything, so I don't think I it think it's too early, because we have eight months until the movie. Right, but the teaser trailer for The Hunger Games was eight months before the movie, in August, because it came out in August, and the movie came out in March, so it's eight months. That was August? Yeah, it was August, because it was, it, was um, it was the MTV Video Music Awards. Oh, August. right, because she wasn't there. She was still on set filming, and that's right. She but she got it. an award. She's like, I can't eat this. It was like fake popcorn thing. Remember that? No, only you do. Only I do. Um, but the f- first full length trailer for Hunger Games was in November, five months before the movie. Okay. And then the second full length trailer was February, a month before the movie. So eight months, five months, a month is how the 
cycle went for last time. So it's probably going to be around the same thing. Hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I'm thinking that maybe the second trailer, the second full-length trailer, will be with Mortal Instruments. Because um, that's being released in August. So, And it's kind of similar uh, fandom. So we'll see what happens with all that. Um, in the interview, going back to the interview with um, Sam Claflin, who plays Finnick, um, he also described his character as a very complex character. From people who've read the books, they'll know that he has his ups and downs. He's very much in love with Annie Cresta, this girl who goes crazy from his own district. He gets sort of put into the games to protect and preserve Katniss and her reputation. That's pretty much my role. I'm a good guy. So, that's his little disclaimer. Um, so we'll see when the trailer comes out, and when it does, we'll have a episode, you know, frame by frame, as we do. So our last news story is the Hunger Games won two awards at the Kids' Choice Awards for favorite film and favorite book. Alexander Ludwig, Amanda Lestenberg, and Willow Shields were there to accept the award. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was also nominated for the favorite female movie actress and favorite female butt kicker categories, but Kristen Stewart stole those awards from her. Do they still unfortunately. slime people? How is they she a butt kicker? slime people. Oh my god. Um, Josh, well, Josh got slimed. <laughs> got slimed uh, along with his co-star um, Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried and Six, who's in the nope. movie Epic, the um, um, the animated movie that they're in uh, together. Oh. Um, so they had the honor of being slimed at the awards. So. I didn't know he was in that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. <laughs> We yeah. missed that news story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I'm not talking about how the actors are in other movies. It's Hunger Games news stories. Except if it's It's Jennifer the most Lawrence, major... And we'll always talk about what she does. Well, I say award she's Kira, got you're in love from with other her. things. I'm not in love you're with her. That's ridiculous. That's, yeah, she's your That's celebrity ridiculous. crush. Just admit yeah. it. You she's love her. Model. No, you love her. <laughs> she's a role model. So we're going to um, move along to our new segment, Back to Your Roots, where we test our knowledge of survival skills. For example, identifying edible plants or how to make fires, how to build shelter. We're doing that first? Um, yeah, we're jumping did into it. Did you come up with this? Yeah. I did come up with this. So to debut this segment, we will take a quiz on our overall survival skills. So how this is going to work is we're taking a quiz online, and so we're all going to say what we think the answer will be, and then we'll reveal what the actual answer is. Now, we don't know what the answer is going to be to this quiz because, you know, you, you select an answer, and then it will tell us if it's right or wrong. So we'll see who gets the most right. Okay. Um, you can also take this quiz. I will put this in the show notes, um, the summary, um, so you can see what your score will be. Of course, you would have heard all the answers already, so that's that probably pointless. won't even play yeah. it. Stop Don't it. Play it. Yeah, that's true. You know what? Play it now or play it along with us. That would probably make yeah, more play sense. Yeah, along with us. Yeah. All right. So go with that. So the first question is, what's the single most important thing you need to survive in the wild? A is food, B is water, and C is warmth. I got it. You got it? Yeah. All right. Lock in your answer. So move in. I mean, move on. (laughs) No, no, no. We're going to go. We're going to go and say what you think, and then I'll say what the... Whoa. All right. Okay. Gotcha. got it. Okay. Ryan, why don't you start us off? What do you think it is? Water. You think it's water? I think it's water. All right. We all think it's water. And it's right. it says the human body needs a minimum of two quarts of water per day for good health. One day without water causes serious concern, and three days with water will lead to almost certain death, which Katniss experiences in the games, the 74th games. Clean water, to be specific. Yeah, don't drink. What? Don't look at my, don't look at my answer. Oh, that was a bad voice. What? Right. Oh, boy. All okay, right. next question. So our next question is, what do lush vegetation and swarming insects often indicate? A is dead animals, B is water, and C is fertile soil. Okay. 
Okay. All right, Mariah, no, what do you think know. the answer is? Go to Matt first. I don't know yet. Okay, Matt, what do you water. think the answer is? You think it's water? Yeah. Hmm. I, now, think now, I think it's water, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of thinking it's water, too. I'm stuck between water and fertile soil. I thought it was going to be it's dead not, it's animals. It's not fertile soil. Why would it be fertile soil? Did you make these yeah, questions? Yeah, why would it be to make No, no, I'm, I'm okay. online. It's, I thought it was questions. dead animals. Yeah, you animals. know I think it's water. Because if it's dead animals, then they'll make the soil fertile, and it will attract bugs. I don't know. I'm putting water because Matt. All right, we're all going to go with water again. <laughs> all right, and we're going to say it's water. And Bam! Okay, it's crap. Copy of me more often. Ample plant life, <laughs> insects, bird flight paths, and animal tracks and all point towards water sources. So since you need water to live, good thing to know. All right, so the next question is, why should you water. melt... <laughs> why should you melt snow or ice before drinking it? Because it's water. <laughs> A, to avoid cutting your mouth on sharp ice. There's always got to be one that's obviously not the correct answer in the group. Oh, B, to avoid... I'm guessing so. <laughs> Just make sure you don't cut your face on Kira, it. this is actually a pointless question. B, avoid braze, braze, brain freeze. Or C, to avoid dehydration. Dehydration. You're going with dehydration? It's, I'm going with that too. It's kind of like... Wow, this, we're all going with the same answer here. It's kind of like... And we're all going with the correct answer. Eating frozen snow and ice will reduce your core body temperature and lead to dehydration. I thought dehydration was. I'm not gonna write these down anymore. You, you don't have um, you don't have enough water. So yes. why that if you want to burn more cal- calories, then you have to drink ice water because it takes your body more calories and more output to make the water warm mm-hmm. and like so you're able to have it in your body and like drink. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why, but to get it to like body temperature to. If that makes sense. Something like that. Kind More of, like yeah. it takes calories to... So maybe if you're drinking really cold water, like if you're having ice in your body, it'll take more energy to like... Maybe. That's a good point. Get it melted and hmm. able to have. So our next question is, if you're facing the sun at noon in the northern hemisphere, walking towards it will take you in what direction? If you're facing what, facing the sun at noon mm-hmm. into the northern hemisphere. Okay. Walking towards it will take you in Wait, what direction? Wait, the sun's directions? in the middle of the sky at noon. Right, that's what it's saying. So, so there's no way to, like, yes, you can't yeah. walk toward it. It's, like, so directly it, above you. Okay, what, what are the options? So it's either north, south, or east. So I'm, I'm guessing it's north. I'm going to say east. I'm going to say east? What are you going to say? You say south. <laughs> You're just going south. Fine. All right, All right. I'm saying east. All right, I'm just going to choose one of them. No, south. south! South! Yes! Oh, I have no idea why that makes sense. Walking directly towards the sun at noon takes you south. Walking with the sun at your back takes you north. The opposite is true in the southern hemisphere, so it just depends where you are in the world. That's but weird. It's 12 o'clock at night. It's, I mean, 12 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's directly above you, so you can't walk towards you like... You're walking, you're always walking towards it. Well, not yeah. really. It's no, because you could be, you could have your back to the sun. Or your face to the sun. So I, I guess I know. I guess I can kind of see what they're saying. Maybe. Here. Yeah. All right. That's okay. a hard one. All right. Last question? Yeah. <laughs> oh, voice guy. All right. Last question. Which of the following does not provide clues to help orient you towards true north? It's hard. <laughs> Another question about stuff. <laughs> about directions. Yeah, right. Directions. Not good directions. All right. A, moss. B, anthills. Or C, wind speed. Which doesn't direct you to the Which right? does not. Which okay. which is the odd man out of the group. Can you read them again? Which of the following does not provide clues to help orient you towards true north? A, moss. B, anthills. C, wind speed. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Wind speed. Uh, yeah, I was going to say wind speed. I was going to say anthills. All right. Let's see. You can lock me in your answer. Anthills. Mm-hmm. All right. Speed oh, is correct. The wind speed. has nothing to do with the sun. 
So while not... Um, but what about anthills? What is about anthills, anthills probably build their hills towards the sun, because that's how they orient themselves. I watched a TED Talk on this. Okay, this is how you know. All right, because they... <laughs> the, there's this TED Talk that was talking about beetles, which I'm going to align with ants, because they're both insects that crawl on the ground and make hills and stuff. But anyway, so this dung beetle, it had, like... a internal compass and it was never wrong and so scientists were trying to prove like why is this internal compass like always right Mm -hmm. and so they found that it was based off of the sun because what dung beetles do is they go to a pile of poop they make a little ball and then they have to drag it all the way back to their little house right where they've collected the rest of their dung and so so how do they know where their house is every time like is it just muscle memory like this is how many steps i need to take to get there and they said no it's because they orient based off of the sun yeah it says ants often build their nests on the south or southern east side of trees where it's warmer, so obviously warmer sun. Yeah. Um, moss on the south side of trees will be thicker and greener because the side often gets more sun. All about the sun. All right, and I think we end up tying on that one, right? Yeah. So, because um, Matt got one wrong and we got one wrong. Yeah. So. Wait, which one did I get wrong? You this last one. one. I, I got yeah, this, this last one. one. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Very nice. All right, so that's our little uh, back to your roots. Back to your roots. Back to nature. All right. So now it's Matt's segment through the eyes of Katniss Everdeen. Yay! Chapter okay. eighteen. Let's actually read this book. <laughs> not you. I mean, like, now we're actually like getting into the good stuff. Okay. So chapter eighteen. Well, we weren't really off. We, I wasn't here, but um, um, we, we left, left off. off with they're my- at the. She's at the interview, right? Yeah, and she was with Caesar Flickerman, and she just flipped out. She just turned in circles, and her. Dress turned into spin. Spun. What are it turned in circles? That's nobody says turned in circles. She's spun. spun. She's spun. 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 I said spun. What do okay. you think I said? Sponge. Sponge. <laughs> no, she's spun in circles and she turned into a mockingjay. Okay. The end. <laughs> Alright, so beginning of chapter eighteen, um she's finally starting to realize like what it's supposed to resemble after like she her clothes burnt off. She's supposed to resemble a mockingjay. And um she says to Caesar, it's the bird on the pin I wear as a token. And, um, everyone, like, in the audience knows, like, what that symbolizes more than just the pen as a token. Yeah. And, um, but she says that Caesar makes the best of it. And I just wanted to say, like, just want to bring up that, like, the major, like, one of the major themes in this entire series is the concept of, like, truth and lies. And I wanted to ask, like, how far are, like, we willing to go to cover the truth? Uh, did we talk about this in English? I we feel did like we did. Um, because, like, in this entire book, they're always saying that they always either lie to each other to cover the truth or don't like give the truth at all or make it a simple form of the truth so that and that's like a really big theme that is coming throughout the entire series that i noticed um yeah but what does it have to do with this section well, who's telling the truth and who's lying right now no one's lying well he's not really i mean he's just saying that like he's making the best of like the situation like trying to cover up what this token really means uh, what the mind really means he's okay. just um the so, question's a little bit abstract but I, I can see where you yes connected it so how far? The question. So how, how far? far how I... far are we willing to go to cover the truth? Uh, pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I think we're going. I will cover. Sorry, I will cover the truth if it's gonna hurt someone else. That, I was gonna say that. That I don't have a problem. Well, maybe I should have a problem with it, but I don't because I feel like a lot of people do that. I think people will lie in order to protect other people, yeah. but also that they won't go far, go too far. To hurt other people. Yeah. So it's like a combination of the both. Trying to not hurt other people mm-hmm. and... Trying not to hurt themselves, I feel like. People right. lie to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. 
And which, to make themselves look better, and they like to shift the blame on other people. Which might be what Caesar's doing. Like, he's not shifting the blame, but he's right. lying so that President Snow doesn't kill him for bringing up the topic. He's actually doing the opposite. He's kind of taking some of Actually, the this is a good point to bring this up, because I'm shifting the blame. Because in the book, he actually, like, asked Senna to, like, stand up in the audience, and people applaud him for his work on her dress. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like he's shifting the blame. Like, this is Senna's fault. I didn't blame. do this. Yeah. And this is who's folded this. Stand up. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what he's saying. That, like, right. well, you should be, like, you, you're, hats off to your stylist. And he says, I don't think anyone can agree that that's not the most spectacular thing we've ever seen in the interview. Sinna, I think you better take a bow. Yeah. So Sinna stands up and, like. So he's really emphasizing Sinna. Yeah. Which is, like, a foreshadow into what happens later. But, right. Um, and so, so after that, Katniss is done with her interview. Um, like, the buzzer sounds and she gets off. And then PETA comes on stage. And, um... His interviews are always interesting. And so she's, she's saying that... Where is it? Where is it? Oh, that they just... They have this, like, comic thing going, P, uh, PETA and Caesar. Like, they just have this, like... Banter, like they always yeah. do. Yeah. And, um... But you can see that Katniss noticed that PETA is preoccupied with the comedic jokes, that there's something else that he wants to talk about. And so, um... Caesar asks, So, PETA, what is it like when, after all you've been through, um... Oh, yeah. You've been through, you found out about the quell. And Peter goes on talking about, like, how he remembers seeing Katniss all these beautiful gowns, and then all of a sudden, like, this happens, and he trails off. And what really got me was that... Does he mean wedding? Like, yeah, the wedding gowns, yeah. Why would he be seeing... Because they're getting... I know they're supposed to be getting married, but... The, just, I guess this doesn't... This tradition doesn't exist anymore, but the, the guy... The groom is supposed to see the bride before the, like... In her wedding dress before the marriage. Yeah, but it's like a public couple. But I get it, yeah. You know, like if there's stuff in the magazines. Oh, okay. Um, And so what got me was that um, Caesar asked you, and like he finished his sentence, that you realized there was never going to be a wedding. Which, I mean, this made me think of some really stupid thing. Um, This part reminds me of like a mix of Survivor and The Bachelorette. Okay. You know yeah. that, like you know that reality show. Yeah. That's a great connection. Cause um, especially it's kind of like it's, reality it's TV. like I I pick you, but like then something happens and they're not going to have a wedding, and then like the people end up heartbroken. Yeah. I mean the movie, the, not the movie. The show is really overdramatic and pathetic. Yeah. But it's and really, that's reality TV. It's really funny um, and so scripted. Yeah. And so Peta asks Caesar if he thinks the audience can keep a secret, like mm-hmm. our group of friends can keep a secret, but Katniss kind of seems that it's like. I don't know, almost say derog- not derogatory, but... Condescending? Con- well, no, because she's saying, like, everyone's watching, so there's not, like, group of friends, so it's, like, this big... How can there be, like, a small group of friends? He means the audience, but everyone's watching. Yeah. Um, and he tells Caesar that they're already married. And, Scandalous! And, um, Katniss uh, says she buries her face in the folds of her skirt. I forgot, he... I didn't remember that he said that. Yeah. Like, they were already member. Intense. And, and so, like, in order to, like, mask her confusion, she does that. Um, which actually makes me bring up, like, have Ke- Kita and Patness. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Katniss. It's a good club. Have Katniss and Peta mastered the art of deception? Because it's so detailed, and, like, so... They don't plan it, but it just happens like that. And I don't think Katniss realizes that she does that until she's actually doing it. Like, she's trying to hide her confusion, but she yes. does it to make it seem like she's so surprised that he actually said that, which gives it believable that this actually is true. Okay. I think it's a, a survival thing. So maybe they haven't mastered the art of deception, but they've mastered 
the survival and how to manipulate the capital. Yeah, I think Peter definitely has because he has that, he's very, he can easily manipulate people. Mm. And usually he uses that for good, but sometimes he uses it for evil. But I don't think Katniss has actually mastered that because she's just so socially awkward, in my opinion. And that's just her natural reaction is, I don't know how to react, so I will just hide. And luckily that actually ends up working to her advantage. Okay. No, oh, I, no, 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 okay. no, I get what Sorry, you're saying. Sorry, you're, like, cutting me off. No. I was like, is this a timed response? No, I get what you're saying, that she's, like... I, I know what you're saying. Okay. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, so, moving on, uh, Caesar goes into detail, like, about their marriage, like, if there were families were there, or, like, how... And Peter brings up, like, they do this traditional thing. Wait, how's the crowd doing this? Are they, like, intent? Are they, like, Whoa. Um, the crowd reacts in astonishment. <laughs> is that how they are? Yeah. <laughs> the crowd reacts in astonishment. Oh, okay. Um... And so he goes on detail saying, like, how they do this different thing in District 12 and how the families are normally together, but Peter just re- Peter and Katniss just realized that one day they just wanted to do it and just to get it over with, and their families weren't there, and they... Sorry, yeah, go. I have a really good... You go. And okay, I'll go first. Really good really good oh, I have so. an awesome thing. I can't wait to talk about it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Great. I'll, I'll, I'm excited. <laughs> All right, so now Peter's saying that they did the tradition of getting married. They never, they didn't actually get married. Like, they didn't go to the Justice Building. I'm assuming that's where you would go and pin him to get married. Yeah, so she says that, he says that, she says that Peter just um, briefly describes the toasting tradition. That right, they so, like, they're, it's kind of like in our world where, like, you have your ceremony, but, like, yeah. that, spiritually, mm-hmm. you're married, or yeah. religiously, however your, your look, your opinion is. And then you actually go down to the courthouse and then actually get married. Yeah. So it's probably a similar thing. Like a legal thing. Right. So they were kind of spiritually married. Or they're eloping. Did they elope? No. Um, they're just saying that they had the ceremony. Oh. But, but they, didn't go to the ju- yeah. they didn't go to the justice building and none of their family knew about it. Oh. Right. So it was just the two of them. And he, Peter says, and to us, we're more married than any piece of paper or big party could make us. And I want to bring up the gay marriage issue. Um, so, like, this whole thing that we're going on with the Supreme Court hearing cases about um, legalizing gay marriage and giving those couples equal rights, um, I, this kind of, this made me think of this, like, Katniss and Peter want to have a relationship that's not just on a piece of paper, which is kind of, like, what I think about with the whole gay marriage, that, um, they obviously want to have equal rights, but they just don't want it to be, like, you sign it and then they can legally get married. They want to have all the benefits that a heterosexual couple can have, Yeah, which is kind of, like... I mean, obviously, Katniss and Peter aren't a gay couple, but um, no. it just makes me think of that, that they're having, like, that symbolism. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, I mean, most likely Susan Collins wasn't thinking that when writing it, but no. when analyzing it now and with everything going on in the Supreme Court at the t- you know, at the present time, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can, I can see the connection there. I'm into that. Oh, well... Okay, so my... Oh, yeah, I missed your other point. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I will save my other point because it's worth saving. But on this point, too, I feel like even without gay marriage, like, this is, like, a great thing for me. Like, I don't want the idea of marriage to ruin a relationship I have. Like, I don't want to pressure whoever I'm with into proposing to me or putting that pressure on myself to propose to the, another person. I feel like a document will never define... Like, I don't want it to define 
my relationship and how far it will go. And I think, like, it's an old thing that you have to be married in order to have kids. Like, I don't have a problem with being with someone in a long-term relationship and having, and thinking about having kids before we think about having, you know, getting married or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like, I feel like marriage almost messes couples up. Like, as long as you are, if it, if it, like, if it's not broken, don't fix it, you know? Like, if this relationship is working, why do we need to you know, at least that's how I feel. I feel like sometimes the argument to that is that males almost feel like, um, like guys feel like, uh, pressured, not pressure, but like almost like they have like, almost like you're their property, but not like that just for, that's like a lack of for something else, but almost like you're like protective almost Mm -hmm. like you're there there. If, and, like, the argument is, like, well, why can't we just get married? Like, it's not... If it's like, not you're an item. Like, you're together as an item. Yes. Kind of thing. Like, it's, like, just stating your territory almost. Something yeah. like that. But, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that about all guys because I don't know if that's true. But I just, for me, I hope that I will keep that mindset that, like, when I grow up, okay. I don't want a marriage to define my relationship or yeah, anything that's like that. Because, like, I know couples, like, who have lasted, like you know, decades and they're still not married and they're mm-hmm. doing fine, you know? I agree. I think marriage, like, in, but like, at, what uh, you were uh, talking about, to have the same rights that, you know, for a gay couple to have the same rights as a heterosexual couple, that, I think that's, that's the point of marriage almost in, in the, in the government's eyes is that, oh, you know, I, I, I heard one story about a woman who had to pay all these taxes on a property that her, um, her wife left her mm-hmm. because they couldn't get married, so that she had to pay all these taxes, where if they were married, she would have just inherited because, yeah. not inherited, I don't know if that's the right word, I, I guess it is inherited, yeah. um, because they weren't married, kind of thing. That's the thing, too, marriage also brings, like, they, it's a shared thing, so in case someone, the spouse is sick, it can be taken under, like, their insurance that that person could get better on yes. it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the kind of thing, too, that marriage also brings. It's like a legal thing. For yeah. Le- yeah. yeah. And so. many people, I think, like, over time... It's like, oh, it's a spiritual thing. It's, you know, more than just yeah. money. Right. So, um, Peter gets really emotional about, like, how they had such such a little time together and now this happened and they can't really do anything about it. And um, he gets a lot of sympathy from the audience. And Katniss says that Peter needs nothing more than his wits. So, I just want to ask, like, do you think that Peter is the stronger person than Katniss? Because if uh, all he needs is just his wits, does that make him a stronger person than Katniss? Depends on what sense. If you're talking Hunger Games, that you go in, you're killing people, Katniss obviously has an advantage. If you're talking about socially, PETA has an advantage. So it depends in what arena they're in. Oh, nice, Kira. <laughs> <laughs> what do you... I don't understand, like, this quote. Like, what is he saying he has his wits? PETA has... PETA needs nothing more than his wits. Yeah, but obviously he's saying that he needs Katniss, too. <laughs> he needs Katniss and his wits. Well, I mean, like... <sighs> right? Well, I, then, like, well he, I know what you're trying to ask. You're saying that, is he really, is that really all he needs to survive? Is that yeah. really the only skill that he oh, needs? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's what, yeah. Okay. Which, and I feel I, like, I mean, I think so. I mean, no, I think by saying his wits, worked. that's like his, his charm, his manipulation, he's quick cunning, thinking. quick thinking, he, social ease, he, he has all these things that kind of, he's a, he can just take the situation and kind of form it to be what he needs. I'm going to say I have to disagree because um, if he was just, like... And when you say wits, I'm thinking just, like, intelligence and, like, quick thinking and stuff like right, that. Right, all the tributes. Yeah. Traits, <laughs> I just mentioned. <laughs> traits. Um, but 
I feel like, no, like, you need more than that, especially if you're, like, yes, in an arena, but, like, even not, like, like you were saying, like, in different settings, you need more than wits. If you're in a city, you know, your book smarts aren't going to get you that far. You're going to, you know, maybe you can read a map, but you're going to need, like, social cues and, like, social smarts and stuff like that. So Street smarts. Maybe if they had an arena that was, like, New York City like, <laughs> in the summertime, like, yeah, you're, you're going to need, like, a different amount of wits. So. Okay. Um, so, what... Okay. So, Caesar asks, uh, well, surely even a brief time is better than not time. He's trying to say, like... Even though you, ha- even though your time is short, it was better to have time together. Yeah. And Peter says, "Well, I would think the same thing if it weren't for the baby." And so, and so the bomb drops, and this whole what I thought was really interesting was, um, as like the bomb explodes, it's in- accusations of like injustice. That's what Katniss is saying, and cruelty flying in every direction. I'm just gonna read this paragraph. It's really short. Even the most capital-loving, games-hungry, bloodthirsty person out there can't ignore, at least for a moment, how horrific the whole thing is. Yeah. So, which is actually so... At first, I thought... I really... At first, before before actually analyzing it, when I first read this, I thought it was, like, horrific that they had sex before marriage. That's what I thought. Yeah, I that's was my just point. Like, um, that's my point. That Wait, was that your point before. from before? From okay. Before. But that's I'll get to it. I have so, it for. Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, I just remember re- when I first read this book, I remember reading that part, like, about the baby and just, like, putting the book down and being like, oh, my God, Suzanne Collins did it again. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. And then I got back into the book, like, after five seconds. But, um... <laughs> I was, like, I just remember clearly, like, sitting back and being, like, oh, my God, like, this, okay. But, um, what I was, my point before was, what if they had a baby, because I knew about the baby when they brought up the marriage thing, like, we married before, like, I was thinking about the baby, I'm, like, what if they had a baby at a wedlock? Like, what would that be like? What, what, in this kind of setting, what would, would it be, like, frowned upon? Would they, like... Would it make them still great heroes and rebellious, or would it make them, like... I have a dumb question. What's a wedlock? Wedlock means, like, married. Like, okay. what if they had a baby before being married? You know, okay. wedlocked. So, yeah, that's a really good point. So, like, because technically this is, like, a futuristic society. Yeah. And, like, they shouldn't have these, like, stigmas about you can't have children without being married. And then, so that I'm also thinking, if they had a baby out of wedlock, like, that would also mean, um... Almost like for District 12, what if the whole rest of Panem like thinks that's like, oh, it's District 12, everyone must do that in District 12. Like yeah. almost like that's the slum of the country or of this nation. So like that must happen all the time. It's totally, right. not that it's fine, but that's like so predictable and make them less of the heroes that they are because they Would it like, take away from their glory? Yes, because they've done something like that yeah. belittles them. That's what I was thinking. Like if, if this is socially like acceptable for them to do this before marriage, like if there's some sort of like ethics and morals into this. Yeah. But then... But then, reading, analyzing it again, I started to realize that they're upset because she's going into the games, and if she dies, the baby is also going to die. Yes, exactly. That but also, lives. they've already gotten married in their own sense. So yeah. They've already had that ceremony yes. to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And then we could say that they, you know, had a baby. But, but that's but, what well, I was not had a baby. That's why I thought conceived. of this question before, because when the idea of them being like eloped or whatever happened, they went and were married. What if that didn't happen, and he still said they had a baby? Would it be as romantic? Yeah. Would it be as like? I, I feel oh, like it would be so more sad. scandalous. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be like wow, more, like I can't believe like. More of a scandal. Yeah, because if, if a celebrity... Because Katniss and Peter are celebrities. Mm-hmm. So if a celebrity in our world right now... Um, 
I don't want to pick anyone because that would not be good. Yeah. So if a celebrity right now that was, you know, say our age, because Katniss is, is 17 at this point, so 17-year-old mm-hmm. um, celebrity has had a relationship with someone for a while and stuff, and then says that she's pregnant. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Well, yeah, that's Media's happened all with over that, and it's... Sarah Palin's daughter, yep. which was... What, what was her name? I want to say August Palin, but I don't know. No. Mm. It's some... It's like a country <sighs> or something. Dakota Palin, something like that. I know <laughs> it's... You state. You always say that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's... I don't know. It's something like that, but... It's such with a B, right? Bristol. 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 <laughs> Bristol Palin and... Um, Jamie Lynn Spears. Jamie Lynn Spears. That's who I was thinking of, too. They had it out of wedlock, and they kind of, like, it was looked on as poorly, especially because Sarah Palin, who was a part of the government, you know, if it's representing this image, and then her daughter goes and does that, because it reflects on her. Um, and then for Jamie Lynn Spears, who's also, like, a child star, and people look yeah. up to her, and then she also I loved gone. her in her show, Zoe 101. Nice. You know? It's like... <laughs> So it's yeah. that was uh, that was interesting. I think it was like nice thinking on Peter's part to like come up with this, come up with this like obviously killing a baby is obviously going to outrage everybody. Yeah, and just say like, how can the capital do this? Do do you think he did that on purpose, saying that they were married? Before I think he said that I, either. Ooh, that's a good point. Don't miss that. Don't miss no, it. I'm saying that. What? Oh, oh no! What'd you laugh? I I said I knew you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, do you think he did that on purpose? Because he could have just said, yeah, and we're having a baby. Do you think it would have gotten? A, do you think he knew that it would not have gotten the same reaction? That he specifically yeah. said we had a ceremony by ourselves. I he's think, using his wit. Yeah, I, I also so. think that he either came up with this on the spot too, or no, maybe he would. Maybe he no. would. No, Katniss is more like that. Yeah, she's yeah. more spontaneous. So yeah, that's he a good idea. But I don't think it's Peter. He obviously planned this all out, which is obviously because even Katniss said like he was kind of like waiting to say all yeah. of the interview. Um, and I just wanted to ask, like, if it weren't for the baby, so like, I want to ask, like, where is like a where's the fun, where's the line drawn between like something going over the edge, like over the extreme, yeah. and like wh- is there a limit? Between, like, how and she's having twins. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are four lives involved. Like Akko, like, Akko, Katniss. Like it just that. I just want to see like not not just with the pregnancy thing, but like all these types of like instances, all these things that Pete is making up. Like, yeah. where, is there like a line? Are you, okay, or is there, are you like, saying limit? that for the people in the book is that like that's absurd and too crazy? Or are you saying the author saying this is not realistic? Which I'm one? Say, are you I'm going saying the for? characters. Okay, so the characters. So we're talking in the book. Yes. I. Yeah. Like, I is there anything so. like Peter could say that would make him? You know. Yeah, well, there are definitely things real. he could say, but I think this is totally believable. Yes, I do think it's believable. Um... Like, it's not one of those things you're reading the book and you're like, seriously, like, really? Like, the author really did that? Yeah, no, I enjoyed this part. But, like, just, like, what if, I I think it would be interesting if there was, like, the same situation like this and he drops a bomb and people are like, nah, that's not real. (laughs) And it just seems like, like, good one, Peter, we'll be back after the break. It just completely, like, backfires on him. Right. That would be funny. I don't know what it would be, like, but. Yeah, I I think, I mean, there's, he, Peter could definitely go over the line and say something absurd, like. I yeah, I can't know. think of it. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of something crazy. Like, <laughs> that would be one. What that if he said one. that we're breaking up? Would that be a bomb? Be like, yeah, me and Katniss are over. But I think that, Ooh. I think, no, I think it would fuel Don't more. miss it. Don't miss it. Just another one. What did you say? Oh, you one. missed it again. I said, <laughs> I, I what, the first one. what if PETA said they were breaking up? Yeah. And then what was the second part you said? That was it. That was it. That, I was answering that. Okay, oh. sorry. Okay. What was I going to say? Don't miss it. 
Oh, I said I think it would fuel more people to like support the games because they want to see like if they're gonna hate each other in the arena, yeah. or are they gonna be like? And then it would you left me and instead of being him, like, instead of being team Pedo, team Gale, it would be team Katniss or team, team Pedo. Pedo. So it, that would be capital. interesting. I would want to read a fan fiction and on who that. Would That's pre- interesting. And who would President Snow rather keep alive, Katniss or Pita? Right. And who who would the capital citizens want to keep alive, Katniss or Pita? I think I think Pita. I think nobody Snow, likes Katniss. No, I think Snow would want to keep Pita alive, but the uh, but the capital but the citizens would want to keep Katniss alive. Oh. I think oh, the opposite. Last episode, you totally missed a debate. We had a debate over how Suzanne Collins never mentions Peter's face. <laughs> ever. Ever. Like, he never... He brings him it. up once. Yeah, exactly. But We're like, like if Peter's such sister, a caring right? child... No, like, two brothers. If he's, if he's such brothers. a caring person... Why don't they ever mention, like, who influenced yeah, him? Yeah, what like, do you think, mother, mother? We talked about this for a good because, solid ten minutes. In the book, like, he talks about how his mother is very, like, verbal and very abusive, so maybe he has repressed emotions about them, and he just wants to, like, shut that part of his life off. But he's so sensitive. Yeah. He's well, a maybe- sensitive person, so, like, I just don't see him as, like, not being with his... I just don't understand how Susan Collins, like, never talked about that at all. Or his siblings. Like, wouldn't his siblings care if he's gonna die? They don't even well, live in the victory like- village with him! <laughs> well, you have to think about, maybe it's because... It's through Katniss's perspective, and maybe she never thought to, like... Can, maybe Katniss never thought to ask Peter about that part of his life, because she's seen how his mother treats him. Yeah. But when Peta is so sensitive about every time Katniss does something that, you know, is not like, oh, like, I, like, I don't... Well, maybe it's because... Like, it was he, all for the games, like, that part. Well, maybe it's because he, like, never expressed... Like, maybe his family never... Ex- like, he never expressed his caring huge. for his family, so he's supplementing that and for his caring for Katniss. if they're getting married, doesn't she want to meet the, like, mother-in-law? Or that they're not having any say in the marriage? Well, maybe that's how like, the culture is. Up. Well, maybe that's how the culture is it's in true. this society. Maybe. maybe it's kind of like, not arranged marriages, but it's kind of like the children go off and do their own thing. Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. we never saw, like... No, I disagree, because <laughs> when they live, they live in District 12, which is very small, Yeah. okay? We live in a world where a lot of families, they're on different continents, they're on different sides of the continent, whatever. Yeah. So, I feel like you're all, you're, you're not going to move. You're going to be in District 12 your whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you, well, yeah, unless you get picked for the games and then you die there. Yeah. But, you're not leaving, you're staying in that area, so I feel like families would be even closer in this sense. But, um, yeah. maybe, but also could be that they got too close and they start to, like, have a lot of tension between each other. Maybe it's because, like, in poverty, families become closer, that's for sure, and then, like, almost like a tribe, but then when you're richer, and technically they are one of the richer families in District 12, that's why they're more distant. They're the merchant class, yes. Still, I just feel like it wasn't, like, purposeful. I feel like it was a mistake by Susan Collins never to mention it, because she had, maybe because she had other stuff to talk about, and I understand that, but, like, come on, it's like an inconsistency. Maybe it could have just been Katniss's personality. Maybe she just didn't didn't care. Maybe she just didn't care or didn't think to ask him about it, or maybe... They've talked about it before, but it's never mentioned in the books that maybe Peter expresses to her how much she do- how much he doesn't want to talk about his family. But I feel like that's a I huge just, I missing just, point. I just firmly believe it's because Peter has a lot of repressed memories in his family that he doesn't want to talk about. Yeah. But even still, he never talks about... He comes back to District 13 in Mockingjay, the book. Yeah. And obviously he is still crazy. He still has, you know, all of the horrible... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Delusions. Not vid- delusions yeah. Thank you. So, but once he's kind of, he pulls out of that to the point where he's kind of normal, mm-hmm. wouldn't he be like, where's my family? And like, he, there's never that because point. Because didn't they tell him that District 12 was obliterated? 
it, well, it, it was. It was bombed. Yes, so, didn't, but didn't they tell him? So Right, so why wasn't that a major plot point? Or maybe not plot, but a, a major character focus of PETA missing his family. His whole family died. Like, I, like I'm saying, this is through Katniss's perspective. So either Katniss, because this is Katniss telling the story. But how would you not bring that up? Oh, by the way, I'm sorry your whole family died. Because she doesn't care. That's true. She doesn't care. She's so focused on herself and her family and what she needs to do. Anyways. um, So, yeah. She doesn't care. You think she doesn't care. I think it was an inconsistency. It's an interesting topic to debate. Is that what you spent the entire episode on? No, the last part It was a good portion. Yeah. Yeah. We're just finding the different ways. So I just want to see your opinion on it. And you brought some different... Yeah. A different insight, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so moving on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so moving on. Um, they once they all once this whole eruption happens, they cut off like the interview, and um, they uh, the all settle the audience down. The Capitol blares the anthem, and all the victors stand in a line. They stand up together, and one by one, they all start holding hands. And Katniss interprets this as, like, a unity between all the districts. So they all come back on stage and... Well, they all, they oh, were right, all on stage on right, the right, first right. place, all watching the interviews. Um, and so up and down the road, the victors begin to join hands. Um, and so uh, all 24 of us stand in one unbroken line in what must be the first public show of unity among the districts since the Dark Days. Yeah, I think that's great. Since the Dark Days. Yeah. That's an important point. I think that was good. So, so you think, like, all the districts hated each other? No, well, I'm saying that. Well, uh, no, I'm saying um, that's just a question. Like, do you think they hate each other, even though no. they all rely on each other? No, I don't think they hate each other. I think the point is that in the past, all the tributes have been strangers. So why would you hold strands hands with a stranger that you're going to be enemies within the games and that you're going to have to kill? In this sense, everybody knows everybody, and they're actually really good friends because they're going to all these capital events together. So you obviously are going to be forming relationships. So they already have that, and they're reinforcing that by holding hands and showing this is different. This is where the capital's going too far. This is where we're going to stop them from doing this. Yeah. This is the beginning of us showing unity and yeah. preventing that. I think it's, like, really, yeah, it's united, which was a good... United we stand, divided we fall. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, a good imagery. Good imagery. Um, and so the capital tries to cut off the show. Before this happens, where they show the line, but Katniss describes that it's too late. Everyone has seen them in the line. So they obviously know something is going on. Now, just thinking the tech in me, wouldn't they just have a second, second, a seven second delay where they could take that out like a normal show? Probably. Like not. whenever there's a live show, it's not actually live. There's a seven exactly. second delay. Five or seven? I thought it was five. I feel, I feel like it's five. Probably very. Or sorry, seven. But whatever, yeah. Okay. So, why don't um, they have that? That's weird. But I don't know. Anyway, that's just... They probably just thinking. missed it, because they were too busy, like, focusing on the eruption of the audience. They didn't see what they were doing on stage. Mm. Oh, I, I I meant the whole pregnancy thing, that they would take that out. Sorry, I was No, totally no, because that's, that's not like... Because they didn't realize he was going to... Well, obviously, you can't realize what they're going to say when it's live. But I think it was just kind of like, even themselves are probably still in shock. Yeah, I don't think they... I think the only person who doesn't believe the pregnancy right thing right now is Katniss, PETA... Probably Haymitch and President Snow. Yeah. That's it. But um, everyone else. And But my point was that because the Capitol is so controlling and there's a lot of censorship, yeah. that why wouldn't they take that out and end his interview early? Maybe that's an inconsistency. You know? Yeah. I, fe- I feel like, you know. She can't think of everything, not... guys. I oh, I, okay. I expect her to. <laughs> um, so they leave the, well, I don't know, it was like stage, stage yeah. or whatever. And so they go into the elevator and once they get to their floor... Um, Pia takes Katniss by her shoulders and asks her, um, 
There isn't too much time, so tell me, is there anything I have to apologize for? This is where Kava <laughs> says, how did you know I was pregnant? <laughs> no, she says nothing. I know, I'm just saying, like, uh, like, uh, um, she said it was a big leap to take without my okay, but she said it was better that she didn't know because her reaction was more, like, believable. Yeah. Which is really funny because, obviously, he, the big bomb that he dropped last year at this time for the 74th so game was that he was her. in love with her, and she totally exploded. So it just shows her character development that she's so much more trusting of him. Yeah, that is, yeah, I was going to say trusting. Oh, that's good. That's good. Thanks. Um, I just want to bring this part up. Um, so she says, somewhere far off in a place called District 12, my mother and sister and friends will have to deal with the fallout from this night. I just want to ask, um, do you think that Katniss's family believes that she is really pregnant? No. Or do you think this is just an act? Do you think, like, Prim or her mother are smart enough or to Gail. know? Or Gail. No. Because, like, obviously, knowing Katniss, like, she didn't really spend that much time they with They know Peter. that. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> Like, immaculate conception. <laughs> <laughs> you got that now? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that means like um you know how like in the bible how um Mary got pregnant, Mary got pregnant oh, without gotcha. like having All sex right. or yeah, anything yeah, yeah, yeah. immaculate conception <laughs> so 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 you don't think they believe it I don't think they believe it because okay. they know that they haven't actually had a real relationship since then it's like they've been going you know off to carnivals together and holding hands and whatnot like I'm sweet on you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, moving on. This is getting weird. Um, <laughs> so Hamish appears, and um, he says that it's complete madness out there, and people they like canceled the recapping of the interviews on the television because of what happened mm. on the stage. Okay. Um, and so Peter asks, "What are they saying? Are they asking the president to stop the games?" Hamish replies, um, "I don't think they know themselves what to ask." The whole situation is un, un, pre, un, un, unprecedented. Unpre, uh, unprecedented. Like, a, like the president. So I want to, I just want to ask, like, are the people in the Capitol, it's not that they don't know what to ask, is it because they're too afraid to ask because it's outside of, like, a social normality? Sorry, what are they asking? Yeah, what are they asking? Like, they're, he's, him just saying they're too afraid to ask themselves, they're too afraid, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, Peter asks, are the, are the people afraid to ask the president to stop the games? Oh, okay. And Hamish so. responds, "I don't think they know themselves what to ask." So I'm, I was, I'm asking, do you think it's that they don't know what to ask, or are they too afraid of? Are they too okay. afraid to ask because it's outside of the social normality to question the authority of the capital? I think inside themselves, their own heads, the capital citizens, that they, that doesn't occur to them that oh, we could cancel the games. It's been going on their entire lives for most capital citizens because it's been going on for seventy five years now. So for them to even think of, oh, we should cancel the games, doesn't even cross their mind. Yeah, it's, like, not possible. Now, for some people that actually do feel in the Capitol, you know, there are a couple that do, so for them, I feel like they would be like, you know, this is too far. We have to stop this kind of thing. But they would be too afraid. Because if you're going up against, or the the Capitol will find you and kill you. Or not, because, okay, I have a feeling that people who are thinking that... That's what, this is what ends up starting that underground movement that eventually saves them from the arena at the end mm-hmm. of the book, right? Yeah. So this is that, like, the people who are think, th- thinking that, this is where it, like, starts. Like, and maybe they're, like, going to start to band together. And but it, most of the, like, everybody that's involved in everything that happens at the end of these games yeah. has already been set up. It's already, been, like, it's been planned for years now. But I feel like, I don't know. Are, are you sure? Why? Why do you think that? Well, because... Um, Plutard Heavensby has been, 
he's been on the rebel side. You oh, know, like District making 13, his way like, up the ranks? Right, so he made his way up the ranks to get the game maker spot, like the head yeah. game maker. And so he was part of ha- knowing, oh, it's going to be a clock, and this and that, and sending messages. The 12 pieces of bread. 12. Why did we get 12 pieces? Yeah. Must be because, you know, 12 hours. Like, start figuring it out. Yeah. So... That Plus, he has the authority planned. to talk to the other tributes, so yeah. the other victors. So obviously, they're going to be involved in the plan if he talks about it to them. And he, all the tributes are in on it. I I don't think this was specifically made for. Like I feel like he was way, making his way up the ranks beforehand, but he didn't know it was gonna strike until the last games. You know, like I, I feel like it said it in the book though, like in Mocking Day, um, that they explain that. This has been going on for years. Like, in District 13 is kind of, I want to say the headquarters, like, yeah. present Snow for, well, she's not present yet. So, Coin, yeah. um, she, like, that whole group, Coin and Heavensby and all of them, yeah. have been, oh, here we go. This is what I'm trying to say. So, in District 13, they broke off from the Capitol long ago. So, they're kind of their, their own, their own, what do you call that? Self? Self-governing? Yeah, kind of self-governing in that, you know, they don't need any outside things. That they yeah, can self-reliant. S- self-reliant, thank you. So, they, they've been going on this for years, and they're separate from the Capitol, so they're trying, they, they rebelled against the Capitol, and now they're planning another one. Yeah. That they're already, they're already in that mindset. Because this was 75 years ago that they broke off from the Capitol. Yeah. So. Well, at least I think if, or, well, as long as, okay, so I agree with you that the rebellion probably didn't start right now. Like, the underground part of it didn't start, like, right now. But I feel For the like capital they, citizens. For the capital citizens. But they definitely got more people because of this pregnancy thing. I feel like people were added to the, the underground thing because of the pregnancy. I disagree because to trust someone that was with the capital and then all of a sudden, oh, now you're not? Like, how do we know you're not? You well, have yeah. to have a history of being loyal. Do you know how long these games last? Like, how many weeks, like, the games? Depends yeah. on, depends on who, depends on the games. how long I, mean, I know, but I know specifically this, these games. Because the last... The 75th. Yeah. Couple of weeks. Maybe, I, I not even say that long. It was quick. Yeah, I want to say it was maybe two okay. weeks. Yeah, because the last one was two weeks. Yeah, the last one was two weeks, so... Because I was just going to say that, like... I guess in that short amount of time, they couldn't, like, screen people. But if it was a longer time, then, yeah, they could screen people. But I feel like, I don't know, they have... Like, I mean, by saying, like, you're part of the rebellion, that's, like, the underground. Like, that's the real serious, like, high up in the rebellion. Yeah. But um, but if you're referring to just that, they would help in any way they could. Yeah. That's... Maybe that's more Yeah, because more. you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm like on the head board all of a sudden. supplies and stuff But like yeah, that. like, you're, you're, you're donating some money so that you can send Katniss and Finnick and yeah. Pete and Johanna, like, all those supplies that they need and, 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 yeah. and hints yes. towards what, what's going on. Okay, yeah. So. They spend their last night together, Katniss and Peta. Of course they do. Um, they, because they're, they hold each other and Katniss is, she was afraid that she was afraid to leave Peta alone. Well, she was afraid to be alone without him. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. And so they fall in like this in and out of like dreams and being awake because mm-hmm. neither of them can actually. So they are sleeping in the same bed together. Yeah, okay. in Katniss's room. Um, and so the day comes and um, they get onto the hovercraft. The game going day. To the game day. Katniss and Cinna, and um, Katniss describes what her outfit looks like for the arena. We've seen pictures of it already, um, but in the book she describes it as. Um, a fitted blue jumpsuit made of very cheap material that zippers up the front 
and a six-inch wide padded belt covered in shiny purple plastic. Did we see? Very different. Did we see the belt in the pictures? The Um, shiny purple belt. I would have remembered that. So I don't know. No, the outfits they have are black with white accents. I want to say. Um, and it kind of reminds me of, like, a whale, the way it's mm-hmm. um, shaped and everything. Not yeah. shaped. The way it's designed. Yeah. Um, see. We're just looking at a couple pictures now. That's Yeah, one. there's no purple belt. Yeah, there's no purple belt. I'm trying to find no, the one where she's jumping off the platform. That's the most... Or ones that she's standing on. Yeah, yeah. So, the ones in the movie, since we've already had those leaked images, um, the shoulders, it's has gray, and the front is more of... It, the shoulders are a light gray. The front is kind of a dark gray, and it kind of has this black. The rest is black, and they have. It kind of looks like they have, have a belt. Um, there's. N- They've had. They have to have. Well, well, it looks like strange. It looks like Johanna has a belt because there's something hanging off of her, but it, it could just be production equipment behind her that you can't really tell. It's a grainy picture. What's it called? That's the black and white are like drastically different from yeah. blue and purple. Yeah, you know? but I feel like that would have come out very cheesy. What they have is very sleek and classic. Yeah. So. Uh, moving on, Cinna accompanies Katniss on the hovercraft to the uh, the launch area where she gets yeah. on that platform. And uh, she refuses to eat anything but only takes sips of water, remembering, like, she has to keep herself hydrated after her last experience in the game. Little does yeah. she know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and what caught my attention was when Cinna says to her, I'm still betting on you. And Aww. I just, I want, I want to ask, like, how far she can believe that. Like, how far she can trust him after all that's happened and all that... How much oh, she's been deceived? 100%. Okay. Because, I, just Cina, like, I mean, just... like, obviously we can trust him because we like him as a character, but do you think it's because, like, as a reader, we're a little bit, like, biased towards him because he's shown, like, compassion towards her? Well, I think everything mm-hmm. that she's experiencing, everything we're experiencing, she's experiencing. We have to keep that mm-hmm. in mind. And it's not like we know things she doesn't because right. we're in her head. Yeah. And he, like, right after the whole Mockingjay dress, he's showing how loyal she is to her. So, I think 100%. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he's still, I think we can still trust him and everything, but I think, like, what he says doesn't really matter to her because she's not even betting on herself, you yeah. know? Right. Um, so, they, he suits her up and she gets on the platform when, and then glass covers her. And as soon as the, she's waiting for the platform to race her up into the games and it's delayed and it's delayed and they don't know what's going on. And um, suddenly the door behind Cinna bursts open and three peacekeepers oh, come into the room. Um, two holds pins him to the ground while one beats him on his, uh, over his head so it knocks him unconscious. Right. And then um, they continue beating him, which Katniss describes with uh, metal-studded gloves, opening uh, gashes on his face and his body. And we, as- we can assume that that's because of the dress. Yes. Um, that's all Caesar's fault, because of what we were talking about, because he pointed the blame on Senna. And look what happened, Caesar. Yeah. Um, and so Katniss says that she's screaming her head off, banging on the glass, and they just completely ignore her. And as soon as they exit, her platform begins to rise. And obviously this is another loss that she's going to have to go through, um, another like emotion, another set of emotions she's going to have to Right before with. when she has to focus. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, tip- this is typical to happen right before the games, because they want to see if it's going to fuel her fury. Doesn't it say that? Doesn't she say that, though? Like, they showed this to me on purpose, like... I yeah, like I remember that. talking about that. Like this, just in time too. Yeah, just in time. Like this happens. Yeah. Um, so, wait. So is it? Is did he die for sure? Yeah. yeah. He died. Oh. Or, he not, or they knocked him unconscious, was, dragged him away, and then killed him. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they, I she that. knows that if, if he's not dead yet, he's going to be dead. Yeah. Like there's no hope for him. That's for sure. I mean, um, I think 
can we assume that that was snow that was yeah, set absolutely. that whole thing up? I mean, yeah. who else would it really be? Yeah. There's really no debate there. Um, so yeah, th- that's going to be a great scene in the movie, I think. Like, yeah, that's really, going to be an intense scene. I feel like they're going to put that in the trailer. Like no. That. No. Because they they're not going to They didn't kill. put Rue's death in the trailer. See, they didn't put any of the games in the trailer. Any of the games. Well, that's... Which, I know that's well, before the games. did it in the trailer, they had her going up in that tube and she was, like, looking around yeah. and stuff? I feel like that's going to be the same thing, but she's going to be, like, on the... Right. Like, knocking on or the Or you know what? There'll be, like, blood on it, but yeah. only us fans will catch it. Yeah. And that everybody else will just be like, oh, like, that's just part of it. Either way, it's going to be a really good scene in the movie. Definitely. Um, so, she goes onto the platform, and then she looks out, and she doesn't really realize what she sees because it's so blurry to her because she's, like... Crying. Yeah. Um, and she finally realizes that what she's looking at is a stretch of water that's spreading f- as far as she can see. So nothing around. There's no stretch of land. That's a platform. lot. I remember it being closer in my mind. Yeah. That you could swim to shore, like, relatively easy. Yeah, well, Phoenix got to go out and get pita. So, <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> Poor pita. And then the last Floating thing... piece of bread out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing she says is that there's no place for... This is no place for a girl on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that line was in there. And Yay! That's, that's the end of part, part two. two. So of the part... book, no. <laughs> no, but I feel like we're actually getting into the book now, and I'm really happy. Yeah. Like, finally, we're getting into the games. After two whole parts, we only have one left. Yay! So... It's good to know we're finally getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. Moving on to our next segment, we're going to do Capital Opera. Look, they put me first in the email. Sorry. Okay. I know, I noticed that. Sorry. Didn't, didn't you express your frustration to that before? I did, yeah. Okay. That no one wanted to talk to me. You know, there's just one listener that spells it M-I-R-A. Like my name and your name, like mine. <laughs> Myra. It's like Kira, Matt. Myra, Matt. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Maybe, okay. <laughs> I don't know, like, maybe she's, I don't know. Um, so, Capital Opera is where we pick a song that relates to, well, the entire series now. You guys know how this works. So, uh, Kara, you selected this song. I did, well, we didn't have time last time. Okay, so, we're doing, did you already, never mind. Um, <laughs> the song we picked is Dare You to Move by Switchfoot. I've never heard of this one, so. Oh, Matthew, we need yes, to you get have. you a little music. You definitely have heard of this one. Music yeah, knowledge. Alright. And away we go. Welcome to the planet Welcome to existence Everyone's here Everyone's here Everybody's watching you now Everybody Tension is here 
so in this song, um, I think we all connected it to a lot of things, which is good. You and I did. (laughs) (laughs) So I connected it to people that are rebels, like, waiting for other people to join them. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, At the beginning, it says every... At the beginning, it says everybody's watching you now. Everybody's waiting for you. Um, and And it's almost like the... District 13, like, those hardcore rebels are waiting for Katniss and Peeta to really make a move to show that they're rebels. Mm-hmm. What do you guys got? I have, like, right at the beginning, I think it's, like, the second line, it just says, um, welcome to existence, and I felt like this was almost, like, people, like, people could run around and say, like, oh, this is really unfair, I can't believe this is going on in the world, like, how could things be so, like, corrupt and slanted and, like, almost, like, just, like, get used to it. Like, welcome to life. Like, this is what it's like. Things are unfair. That's what I'm saying. Like, welcome to reality. You can't live in, like, this fantasy world anymore where everything is perfect. Yeah. Because... You're, you're talking about the line, welcome to resistance? Existence. 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 Okay. Like, like, in this reference, like, the people in the capital think that they're living the perfect life and that they have everything, and then the rebel rebellion happens, and it's just sort of like, well, welcome to the world. Like, where have you been? So. Yeah, because I was the... There's a quote, welcome to resistance. Yeah, which is in there. Yeah. Um, which that's kind of similar, but it takes it further saying that like the district citizens, like there's always resistance that they can't do everything they want to mm-hmm. um because the capital is so controlling. Um and I also thought about it in the sense that after the games, um, when the victor comes out of it, it's kind of like Every, everybody's still watching them, like, you know, waiting for them to do something or, like, mm-hmm. um, that they're kind of like, you know, what happens after you go through such a horrific experience of killing everybody, other people? Everybody's waiting for you to break down. Right. <laughs> Matt was saying when we listened to the song that... Eyes Open. That's by Taylor Swift. That's what... You were connected. You just, like, references. didn't talk. Like, you're, like, like bullet the point lyric, talking. The lyrics. The lyrics. Yeah, he was oh connecting God. it to the song. Yes. You're just kind of like, eyes open. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like... Once you're out of the games, everybody's looking at you like, you know, how, like, either you're going to break down or you're going to kind of join the capital and become a capital citizen. Um, and the uh, song says, like today never happened, kind of like, so you're just going to pretend all that didn't happen. You're going to pretend you weren't in the games and kind of ignore that and repress those memories. Mm. So. All right. Very Thank nice. You. That was a good song, Kira. Good pick. Thanks. Good. I have a lot of songs like that. That uh, can actually game. Oh, Can't do yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Matt had to uh, step out, so we're going to our final segment, mocking mail, um, where we read your listener feedback and emails, and well, mostly emails. Um, do you want to take the long one or the short one? Short one. All right. Go for it. <laughs> this one addressed to me, which I appreciate. All right. Dear Mariah, Kira, and Matt, I am a member of Goodreads, and when I ta- and when I took the fan-made quiz and got 12 out of 12, I looked at some of the comments about the Hunger Game, and there seemed to be some debates about how Cato died. Some people said that Kat- Katniss killed him because she shot him in the hand with an arrow, and other people said the mutation- mutations killed him. I'm neutral, but I said I was wondering what you- your guys' opinion was. I love your podcast, Sadie. Um, for me, I don't really think there's any, ooh, I don't think there's any confusion on this. Yeah, me either. I just feel like he, Katniss shot him, not in the hand, somewhere else fatal, so it would put him out of his misery. Right, because what happened was, Cato took Peta in his grasp and was holding him so that if Katniss 
like went to push him off because they were on top of the cornucopia, the mutts under them. Mm -hmm. So if Katniss made a move to take Cato off, he was going to take Peter down with him. So that was Cato's angle. Yeah. So then Katniss, uh, so then Peter took blood from one of them because obviously they're all bleeding because they've been fighting. Yeah. And drew an X on Cato's hand that was holding Peter up. Right. And then like indicating, you know, Katniss shoot him in the hand so that he retracts his hand as a reflex. They didn't do that in the movie, though. They did, I believe. I want to say they did. I feel like I don't remember that at all. Like, the X? I, I do... I feel like he just pointed at it. He didn't yeah. actually draw an X in the movie. Yeah. But in the book, that's where it really matters. Yeah. Which, he drew the X and then Katniss shot him in the hand, which yes. then he let go of Peta because, you know, his hand is hurting, so it's a reflex. Then he fell backwards when that happened, down to the mutts, but it was taking a while for him to die because yeah. the mutts were attacking him. Katniss felt bad for him, took pity on him, and shot him, ending his life. Yeah. So, so that's how it all went So down. it is correct that she shot him in the hand, but that wasn't the fatal shot. That was shot. before. Yeah. That was to get him down to the ground. Yes. So. Yes. So that did not kill him. So hopefully we covered that confusion. Um, yeah. I know we're right on that one. Yeah. So. All right. So our um, next email was very long, so I kind of just kind of um, whittled it down a little bit. Hey, Nightlock, I love listening to your show. You guys make my day all the more fun while I'm at work. Now, I've been catching up on the past couple episodes, and I noticed that the topic of whether this quarter quell was planned or not keeps coming up. After days of thinking, my brain is plum-tired, but satisfied to finally have an answer. I just want to share this with you, because really, who else am I going to share it with? Very true. (laughs) The book states that every 25 years, a theme is pulled from a special box containing several, quote, we are going to make your life especially horrible cards. Um... I honestly think that this is per- this particular card that each tribute will be drawn from the pool of existing victors is real and in the box. So she's saying that it's it's exists in this box of possible ideas that they would randomly choose. Yeah. Uh, we know it takes years to develop the arenas, and I believe that this arena was made specifically for this card. So that's a good point that we never considered that you can't just make an arena in a couple months. It does take years to make it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of technical things going on in the background. I feel like... Oh, I guess so. I guess it does. Wait, where does it say that it takes years to make an arena? I think that more just common sense than actually saying it. I mean, I don't know. about how big an arena is, they've got to have this whole sphere to have the screen projected. Yeah. You have to have all the underground work done, where you have the platforms rise... Yeah. You need to have all of the creations, like the mutts, all created. You have to, for instance, the well, Jabberjays, those voices have to be recorded. Yeah, I know. But I just assumed that it was, like, they're they're so high-tech, and you, ha- you have things like mocking, or, er, well, Jabberjays, and you have mutations, and I But they would like, just kind of collect those from a... Well, that, too, but I feel like if the talk- technology is that great, I feel like it doesn't take years as it yeah. would, like, in an Olympic stadium, you know? I mm. feel like it's not the same thing. That's a good connection. Like, it, it takes, like, it's a little bit faster, and they're able to do it relatively fast. And for, like, um, what's it called? That box of, you know, ideas that they have mm-hmm. for the quells and stuff, I feel like, sure, that suggestion was in there along with a bunch of others, but they probably, like, Snow probably picked that out purposely. Right, so she goes on to say in the email, the real question is, was this the card that they pulled, or did Snow order it? Oh, yeah, I definitely think And she says, yeah, so she agrees with you, saying, I'm sure Snow knew about the card, and once he saw the rebellion stirring up, he was more than happy to pull it out of his back pocket just for Katniss. Yeah. Game makers had to wait until they had just the right year to introduce it. 
because they had to have enough that there had to be two tributes, two victors in each district in order for this to happen. Yeah. Until this year, that was not the case. They were probably, they, they had this idea that once we have this, we can implement this. Yeah, that's a good point, too, because they couldn't do it if it was only Haymitch in District 12. Right, because then in everything in the capital size, we've talked about this a lot, has to be perfect. So, yeah. you know, they really, and I wonder, this makes sense, that did they give the advantage to District 12 tributes so that they would have two tributes? Because if a, they could do, they only could do this type of game where they had all the victors chosen mm-hmm. if... But I don't... They had 12. Or I don't... Like, I see where that would happen, but I don't think that was the case with Katniss. Like, I never, I never thought they gave her any advantages. Yeah? No, I don't... Yeah, I don't And in so. the movie, we see... We're kind of stepping back from Katniss and looking at di- multiple people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at Snow and Seneca Cranes. The game makers. And right. Like and that. we see that they're like, oh, you know, she's going too far out of bounds. We're yeah. gonna, you know, put some fireballs on her. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think they ever gave her an advantage, but I could it, see if anything, how that could they happen. probably gave her a disadvantage. Yeah, but I could see why maybe they would want to. Um... Yeah, I think what happened was that they didn't foresee Katniss winning, but then when she did win with Peta, they were that gave them more reason one to use that special card where they needed two people. Mm-hmm. from a district, and it was like, oh yeah, and we hate Katniss anyway, so this this rocks. Like, right, and it's the 75th game's a quarter quo, so it needs to be special. So yeah. it all kind of just, it was a perfect storm. Yeah. I wonder if Suzanne, I don't know if I've said this before, but I wonder if Suzanne Collins playing that. Like, she's like, okay, I'm going to make the first book the 74th. Oh, so, like, I don't know, I just, like... I, I, I think it then is. Then I applaud her for that, because I don't think I could see that in the future, like... Like, I could never, like, write something and be like, oh, yeah, and for the next book, it's going to be even yeah, more special. Yeah, a lot of authors, which I assume she was one of them, because she seems like a very or- organized, yeah. like, mentally, that she would plan the series out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to yeah. if you want it to be successful, Especially, especially if you want to have a little glimpse of foreshadowing here and there yeah. of certain things. Yep. Um, so Stephanie wrote in this email, and she said, P.S., the shirts we wore to the Hunger Games Midnight premiere said, getting speared is so rude. With It's, you know, rude spelled R-U-E-D. So I thought that was a little funny thing. <laughs> All right, so please email us with any comments about this episode or previous ones at nightlockpodcast@gmail.com. Um, It's always good to respond to the different things we say, especially if we, you know, take a stance on a debatable topic. It's always good to get your guys' um, opinions about things. You can like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. Follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash nightlockpod, P-O-D. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, oh, and you can also go to us at pinterest.com slash nightlockpod, same as our Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. All those links we mentioned are on our website. I don't know if the Pinterest is on there, but I will be sure to add that. Um, nightlockpodcast.com. Please write us a review on iTunes. It's a great way to attract other fans like yourselves to become listeners. If you'd like to subscribe to our email alerts when we make announcements or release new episodes, you can sign up in the sidebar of our website, nightlockpodcast.com. So before we uh, sign off here, um, recommending books is always a good thing to do. Um, I haven't read too much more of Delirium. I know we talked about that last week on the show. Um, I did get more into it, and I have to say I'm, I am hooked. It's really good. good. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to finishing that. I've got about half of it left. Um, and... Uh, I want to recommend a book for, from Matt and myself, um, Brave New World. Um, it's a classic book, and it's a classic dystopian novel. It was kind of the first dystopian novels. Um, people debate about that one. Next but to 1982? 
84. 84. 84. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a, kind of a, what do you call that, like, starting out, like, you know, Debut first of its kind. Unprecedented. Kind of thing. Yeah. So, you're giving all the words to me today. <laughs> um, so, that was weird. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> um, so basically this is like a dystopian world where the, everybody doesn't have, it's not like couples will have kids. We're talking about a lot of babies today. Yeah. Um, couples don't have kids. Um, they take, um, the materials to make kids out of humans and then they'll make So like that. genomes and, um, not genomes, embryos. Gam- embryos. Gametes. gametes. Um, genomes is what's in your DNA. Whatever. Um, being the science nerd I am, I'll throw that out there. Um, so, basically, they, like, raised them, these, you know, fetuses, into humans, all, all, like, in tubes and this and that, yeah. and they have, like, a cycle, like, oh, we'll, we'll give so much oxygen to this baby, because this baby's gonna grow up to be this. Yeah. But we want this one to be a little stupider, so we're not gonna give it as much oxygen. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, so, so de- definitely dystopian. <laughs> dystopian, yeah. Um, of course, they think they're uh, utopia, kind of the whole... Like all dystopians. Right. It's so yeah. funny how, like, every single dystopian says they're a utopia. Yeah. And that's why they're dystopian. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird little angle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Matt and I just started the book together, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll give you... I'll give you an update once I finish those two books. Yeah, and I remember reading the Spark Notes on it, because I know a lot of people use Spark Notes to, like, um, read, a, you know, for school books, books something yeah. they don't want to read and they have to read, so they look at that to cheat and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just think it's Spark... Like, Spark Notes is interesting, because there's a lot of books that I've heard of, like, famous titles like Brave New World, and, um... That I want to read, but I might not have the time to read. So if you go on Spark Notes, it gives you a great like. It gives you t- context about the author, about the book in general. Then you can go chapter by chapter. I don't really read the analyses analysis of it, but um, if you just read a summary of it, it's like just like a book in you know a couple pages, I yeah. guess. And so it's kind of interesting if you ever want to like learn about a book that everyone's. Mm-hmm. I use read. it to review. Like if I read a book a long time ago and I have mm-hmm. like a, a class where. Um, you know, we're reading it again. I'll just kind of like review it that way. Yeah, but, yeah. So yeah, I haven't really used it to actually like I recommend... supplement to reading the book. <laughs> yeah, I recommend. I'm a good two, for goody two shoes about that. I actually read the books. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's our episode for today. Um, you can join us next time for our April episode. Um, and that's all I have for today. Me too. All right, <laughs> we'll leave you with that. Bye. Right, bye. Actually, I was gonna kind of say like. Similar to that by saying, why did I just intro myself? <laughs> can we, we can do that? Yeah. Okay. I'll just take out the part where you said, let's edit it out. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> <that's awkward. laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Alright, keep going. Alright, so. What am I asking? Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Alright. Do you have to go or? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna jet. See you later. Alright. Bye. What are we going to say for our outro? What do you mean? It's just, like, just, just cut, clip like a part from another episode where I say bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, no. Oh, well, he's going to miss the, the thing. Down. So, yeah. You'll just leave. You just won't be here. That's okay. fine. Okay. Bye. All right. So, should we explain why Matt's not here or just, just keep going? Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And maybe I'll at the see- end. And bye for Matt, who had to leave. Oh, like We should have just had him say, all right, I gotta go. Bye, guys. That yeah. would have been smart. All right. That's all right. Oh, I'm you sorry. Good? Sorry. Yeah, yeah.
<laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm just like editing in my mind. Okay. Please write a few. Your... That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs>